The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Thanks for tuning in, and today's a very cool show because I have on a former Vertex client who's not disgruntled, and they never are, but I thought I'd throw that in, and um, he is CEO of a company called KGPR Incorporated, and that's an umbrella company that um, houses a lot of uh, other companies, and one of which is called Airhead Parts, and why I think he makes a great guest is that he took his hobbies and the things that he loved and turned him into businesses, and he's continuing to do that. So welcome to the show, Scott Dempster. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So let's talk about, um, first of all, you know, how you got started in business. Take us back to surfing and music and rock and roll, and how did you you take hobbies and turn them into a business? Well, the surfing really didn't have much to do uh, (laughs) with the business part of it, but the... um, the music sure did. It was either feast or famine back in. Uh, it was in the late seventies, early eighties, doing um, doing the L.A. Uh, Hollywood club scene. And sometimes uh, you'd make some pretty good money, and sometimes not. So what I w- would do in the uh, in the interim, in the in the slow times, what I is I'd have a car I would be restoring, and it was a uh, you know I'd buy a spec car, restore it, and then turn around and sell it. And usually I'd have two cars uh, going at the same time, and then when I had them both done, I'd sell one and buy another, and and it it just uh, it worked out well. And it was, this this was just like something you did on the side, right? It was just wait. It was just work that would wait for me. Uh, and if I went out on the road and I was gone for uh, two months, I'd come back and there was a there was a project there for me. Right. So then how did you, what made you segue it into an actual business? Well, it was, um, uh, I made some pretty good money on a couple cars, and, and at money that point in my, Money's always good. Yeah, <laughs> and at that point in my life, I, I, I was thinking, uh, and I was getting close to 30, and I thought, boy, I would really like to own a house, and I, if I think I can take this car thing, and if I just concentrate on one car, um, I can make that happen, and so that's what I did. And then, and then, so you started what buying several at a time, or? Well, what I, um, yeah, I uh, would go out and uh, I, I focused on actually the, the the car, and it was actually one model of uh, old Volkswagen. It was the old Carmen Ghia, and it was uh, not that old then. It, it had only been out of production for about uh, uh, fifteen years, and uh, so I and you could pick them up at a good deal, and they were they were. A, a joy to work on, so I started buying a few of those, restoring them, selling them, and pretty soon the I had a couple of employees doing that, and then I started selling um, parts, and that was really when the business started because I had purchased um, 
I was a really a customer, uh, being it was a hobby, I was really a customer of a lot of places, part supply places. I had done Thunderbirds and DeSotos and Studebakers and all, all kinds of stuff. And <clears throat> when I started restoring Carmen Gia's, the, the the business was really lacking uh, the support, I should say, for what was uh, what I was used to. And I thought, I can do a better job than this. And so I put together a catalog and uh, took out a little ad and put it out there, and boom, and I never looked back. And then did you have – did this was before there were websites, right? Correct. Yeah, this was in uh, – that would have been in 1989. So how did you how did you market that in the beginning? Uh, well, I, I went to the specialty uh, – the same places uh, – that I would go as a customer, which were the specialty car magazines. There's ones for Chevy and Ford, Volkswagens, Corvettes, Porsche, that type of thing. So uh, uh, I just copied the people that I had uh, done business with, and uh, as as things grew, I um, uh, or really what I should say is at the onset, I wanted to do it in a way that I would appreciate it as a customer, and I knew what that was, and so I think that was a big advantage. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, you, over time, you've obviously got the website. It's airheadparts.com, <clears throat> and, um, and then you, you, you parlayed it. Now you, now, you have several companies under your, your brand, KGPR. What does that stand for? Carmen? Right, yeah, the KGPR was Carmen Gia's, Carmen Gia Parts and Restoration, uh-huh. and that was the first company, and I, and I actually picked that name because of what I used to do was I'd pick up a specialty magazine when I first got a car, and I'd look in the advertiser index, and, and you know, Bob's Gia's it, it isn't, you know, I wouldn't look under B first, I'd look un, under K to see who the Carmen Gia people were, mm-hmm. and there weren't any, and so I thought, well, you know, now that I'm one of these guys supplying this stuff, I'm going to be... Carmen Gia Parts and Restoration, and I started doing just that one model, and it actually it actually grew to um, over a million dollars in sales, and about uh, oh, I had six or seven employees by uh, oh, in about five years. Wow, that's amazing. So it, it 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 took off it took off pretty well, but again, I think the focus of what I liked as a customer and trying to deliver that to my customers uh, really gave me an advantage. And this and this uh, Volkswagen supply, you, you, these companies you have a what's what's under the umbrella of KGPR? Well, <clears throat> uh, in the early nineties, uh, uh, I, well, I should say in the late nineties, I started another company called Ventura Warehouse Group, and that was actually uh, manufacturing that I I had begun about five years uh, prior. And not really manufacturing, but subcontracting uh, to manufacturers uh, to exclusively make parts that Volkswagen was uh, discontinuing. Mm. So they, the supply of parts for these cars, maybe it's a you know a fifteen or twenty million dollar business for body parts a year for Volkswagen, and that's just you know that's small change for those guys, but it uh, you know sounded pretty good to a guy like me. So I started when those uh, parts started going obsolete, I would. Uh, I would find, uh, you know, rubber molders or metal stampers or casters or what have you to make the various uh, trim pieces and glass and mirrors and door handles and gauges, things like that for uh, the car. And so I, <clears throat> it got to the point where uh, I was wholesaling so much of it, I started a wholesale company and began making parts for all of Volkswagens, uh, not just Carmen Gia's, which was such a, a niche market. Yeah. And that... Um, uh, was going pretty well, uh, and, but it was wholesale only for all the models, and it was an it was an enticing 
um, the enticement to me was that all those other models, they made uh, over 30 million uh, Volkswagen Beetles and buses, and they only made half a million Carmen Ghias. And I thought, wow, you know, if I was doing retail in this market, I think I could really do something uh, good. And that's when the, uh, uh, the chance to do something with Volkswagen of America and Walt Disney Pictures came in. As you're so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit later. But um, so oh, we better be so important. No, that's not um, me. <laughs> somebody else here. That is somebody be else. Okay, I'm that. with you. <clears throat> Justin, maybe that's Justin. Um, so uh, now you've got the the retail business and the wholesale business, and um, they're all under this umbrella. And how did you, in the beginning, before there was internet and all this, how did you market besides taking out an ad in a, in a magazine, or was that the only Oh, I went to the, no, I went to all the uh, automotive shows, uh-huh, uh-huh. The, the car shows uh, that they had, and I, you know, I had cards and, and flyers, and I'd come out with a nice display board of my parts, and, and really, um, you know, be one-on-one with the customers, help explain um, to them the various things they were thinking about restoring a car and they were worried about oh if something was available or how a certain job was done and for me that was um that was really i think the biggest focus uh on on what i was looking to do when i would market to my people uh whether through a catalog uh or it shows um was uh or ads in magazines was to was to try to remove the fear that people have when they're restoring an old car, uh, such as, you know, how do I do it and, and, you know, can I get the parts and those type of things. And so with that in, in the front of my mind and, and just those three outlets, of course, again, this is pre-Internet, as you mentioned, uh, that worked, uh, that seemed to work for me. Is that why you came up with the Airhead parts and the logo? And the, is it sort of like trying, trying to be friendly and... And even a dummy can do it. Is that the idea? The airhead. Well, it's kind of a, a little play on uh, people who drive. All these old Volkswagens are air cooled, uh-huh. and so uh, sometimes referred to as uh, you know air cooled nuts or airheads. And and I thought, oh, I know. No, I really want to. I really want to really run with that kind of the double meaning and right. and. Uh, is kind of it's kind of a fun thing, yeah. Now, much. how is your? We're gonna we're gonna talk about this big project you and I did together. But okay. um, before we talk about that, how is your marketing? Because a lot of our listeners are, are marketing and PR and branding people and advertising people. How has your marketing changed since you know back when? As we said, you didn't have internet and you did it traditionally. Went to trade shows, etc. Took out ads. But how has it changed? And how are you using the internet now? And how how much of a part of the, the business is that for you? Well, let's see. Uh, I think it's now the biggest part of the the retail business. Um, I I had an e-commerce site uh, starting back in 1997, and and that's why I was able to get CarmenGia.com. I thought that the the Internet was perfect for something like myself where, again, people find an old car like a Carmen Ghia and say, well, gee, where am I going to ever find parts for this? And then you have this great filing system, basically, the Internet and, and, and its search engines, uh, to go on there and, and uh, find somebody like me. So um, things like, uh, just the basic things like keywords and... Mm-hmm. And who and, does that for you? Do you have a specialist or do you do that yourself? N- no, I've, I've pretty much done that myself. I have worked with... Uh, with webmasters in uh, uh, doing such things as uh, changing the the page the titles of all the pages so they reflect more what the content of the page is uh-huh. those uh-huh. type of things um, 
but still, it's really not. I don't think it's really that much different than uh, than the um, than doing it the old-fashioned way. Except you get inter- you can get instant feedback, and so it's a lot more important to, um, like I always have, but even more important with the internet to trace how your campaigns are doing. You know, I have different. Uh, Sales codes, depending on where people find my, uh, you know, find my ads or why they're calling me from. Is it from a show? Is it from a magazine? Is it from an internet? Is it from an email sale? And what email sale? Uh, that type of thing. So keeping score on that stuff is uh, is always been important to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting the music. All right. Well, we're gonna have to take a break, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. What is whole person healing via body, via mind, and via spirit? It's a dedication to the widest selection of healing practices worldwide whenever possible. Hosted by Professor Rustam Roy, a noted material scientist and the founder of Friends of Health, who will be here each weekend with the most in-depth information about whole person healing from the world's leading practitioners, spokespersons, and major supporters for this viewpoint. Tune in every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. And welcome back again. Thanks for staying tuned in. And um, I'm on with Scott Dempster. He's the CEO of KGPR Incorporated. You can find him at Airhead Parts. And if you're not an Airhead and you can spell Carmen Gia, you can find him at CarmenGia.com. He's calling in today from the Santa Barbara Sailing Center. Thank you, Santa Barbara Sailing Center, for allowing Scott to use the phone to call in. And um, so we were talking about, you know, I, I'm always fascinated with you, Scott, because you, you look like, um, you know, first of all, he's, no one's, well, we saw the picture on the e-card. I mean, you look like a, a Ken doll, and, you're, you know, you've got this uh, hard body, and you're a rock, rock and roll guy, but you've got this incredible business savvy, and I didn't know that until, really, until we started working together. Um, but you were saying that you were, during the break, you were talking about promoting rock music and, and how that's, that, uh, gave you sort of the savvy to know what to do marketing-wise? So how does that translate? Well, back in those days when I was in the club scene uh, uh, and, and doing small tours, uh, it was, uh, it was, I was a fan, first of all. And that, one of the uh, first bands I was in, I remember vividly, one of the reasons we said, hey, this is that we were popular was because we were big fans. We knew what people wanted. And I think that's still essential for any artist that's out there who makes anything of himself or herself. Down deep down inside, they've got to be a fan. They've got to know what really moves them, and then they, you know, put that out to the audience. So uh, I seem to be the guy uh, back in those days who was able to. Uh, put together the posters and to uh, kind of uh, talk about the overall look and impact of the band and and it's great having bandmates and getting all that kind of feedback. So, so when you were the I Mick Jagger of the local band, you were the the business guy. Yeah, well, that thank you. That's a, that's a high compliment. But uh, yeah, somewhat, uh, at least from the marketing point of view. Um, and so when I again, uh, as I was. Uh, speaking on earlier, when I started uh, selling, you know, parts to people uh, to, for their restoration projects, it, I came from that place again, um, and, and, because it was something I knew. Right. Uh, the, the, whole other, the whole other part of the business, the, the setting up of, uh, of systems and management and, and uh, employee training and stuff, oh, that was, yeah. that was the school of very hard knocks for me. That's yeah. something I wasn't... Uh, uh, a natural at, but got through that, and um, uh, and I still love marketing. It's, it's yeah, and you know the thing is, I think that's a good rule of thumb for any business. It doesn't matter what it is. is if you have the passion and love for you, you said you're a fan, you were a fan of the music, but I think you have to be a fan of whatever business that you are in, and be excited about it to really do well. Because if you're dreading it, it's not going to. Oh right, yeah, and, and yeah. for the the things that you that are required in that business that you don't do well, hire somebody else. And don't hire someone like you, you know. Hire someone that, that uh, you know, 
is going to get down there and and make the you know employees snap to and do their thing and and uh, or hopefully really more hopefully be joy you know happy to come to work and be happy to work for whoever their manager is that type of person. So, let, so that's, like. that, that's a good segue to talk about um, the the day that you approached me to to and my company to work with you on this Herbie and friends cruise cruise across America. So right. know, start from the beginning and tell us um, tell the listeners what you what, what what why you hired us and why you know what you were thinking. Well, uh, what I was thinking was uh, I'm getting in way over my head, but it didn't. Uh, it, it didn't, um, you know, uh, squash my enthusiasm any at all. Uh, at all, uh, I was. Um, Let's talk about the project first. Yeah, the, the project, project just, was... in a, it just in a, it just in a, it briefly, uh, Walt Disney Pictures or their production company came to us and said, and this is when we were manufacturing parts. We need all these various parts to restore 22 1963 sunroof Volkswagens, and boom, we knew right away, because Herbie is like, an, is like the, the most famous Volkswagen. So uh, we, we were doing a cruise anyways that summer, and when they told me that the picture date was uh, being, the release date was just a couple weeks after our tour, I started pushing really hard with, uh, with them and saying, look, you, you put Herbie on the tour with us, we're going to be going through all these you know, all these towns. We were cruising from the West Coast to the East Coast, and it was actually a, a cruise for the 50th um, anniversary of the Volkswagen Carmen Ghia uh, back in 2005, but um, a lot of other Volkswagen models uh, were looking to, to join us, and uh, we thought... And it, didn't ha- it happened to be Disney's 50th anniversary, too, or the, it or was, the movie. It, there was a movie. I can't, I can't remember. It was, it was all kinds of 50th anniversaries. <laughs> uh, oh, it was Disneyland's 50th anniversary, uh, and, it was, uh, and it was Volkswagen of America's 50th anniversary. And so we, um, we had dealt with Volkswagen a little bit, but with the, uh, with the tie-in, tie-in with... Um, uh, Disney and uh, Volkswagen of America. Now you got these two multinational, you know, multi-billion-dollar companies, and me um, trying to work out this deal. And that's when I said, uh, Maureen. <laughs> well, this is when, and, and Lindsay Lohan was, um, you know, the star of the movie. This was the pre-prison time, <laughs> pre-drug days. Well, she probably was doing drugs back then, but none of us knew it, at least. So. Um, yeah, and you called and said, you know, I don't know, is this a good idea? Or and I thought, what? That's it's unbelievable. So um, yeah, so that was amazing. So what um, what we did was get the um, cameras, and we, when you took off from Santa Monica with many, many, many people in their Volkswagens, and we had the news crews circling around. And oh, it was that was fantastic. I mean, we had a uh, there was a, a the local uh, I think it was uh, Fox News in um, in L A had a helicopter over the dealership that we left from and uh, actually called me on a phone from the studio and I gave a quick interview while I was standing in the parking lot waving in the middle of a, you know, probably about 70 or 80 Vol- old Volkswagens waving up at the helicopter. So all those types of things, you know, that's where it's important to have a professional. Again, it's in an area that I didn't know, know, and I didn't, and I knew I didn't know. And you know, when I was calling, it was definitely in a, a moment of weakness where I was saying, I, you know, I don't really know about this. Yeah, and it was um, it was interesting too because we had, you know, um, 
you didn't have uh, a representative and you were dealing with the big guns. You were dealing with a publicity team of Volkswagen and a publicity team of Herbie Movie. And then um, and you were just like on your own and it was your idea. So they can easily squash you. They can easily take you down. Absolutely. I mean, that was the uh, um, probably equal to to uh, making sure that the, the different media outlets were, were um, or the, the media coverage, I should say, was there, uh, that needed to be there, that, that wanted to be there, um, for you to be able, through your network, to let everybody know. Dealing with those big guys, uh, in fact, I remember one uh, uh, on a conference call where Disney was asking me to do something that was I you know, kind of out of, you know, they were asking a lot, uh, but I was just this little guy, and I was pretty much a yes guy. And you, you jumped in. He said, "Oh, absolutely not!" That, 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 that. And I thought, "Oh my gosh, he's going to blow the whole tour for me." But no, you were absolutely right, and uh, and it was a really, really good lesson in uh, um, in dealing with with bigger corporations. And boy, are they different! But the Volkswagen of America and Walt Disney Pictures—that's. Night yeah, and, and there's and there's so many lev- layers and levels of approval and changes and approval and protocol and rules and regulations. And when you're a small company, um, you, you you can just sort of be a maverick. But when you have a company like that, those guys are all afraid of losing their jobs. But you have to put your foot down and be really solid, especially when it's your you had you had the gold coin. You, it was your idea. It was your <laughs> project. It was your cruise. They needed you in that moment because um, what we planned out for you. I don't know if you remember. You probably do, but um, we went to separate little towns and we picked, we couldn't stop in every town and do a PR thing, but we right. did. We picked out the top whatever, 20, which was a lot. And um, we did, you had to do news uh, <laughs> interviews in every single town. Um, and that was pretty funny. I think for you, is you, you got pretty pretty good at these interviews after a while. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was a kick. That was a real um, fun part of it. And, uh, what were some of the better ones? What tell us a couple of ones that you liked the best, if you remember any of them. Oh, uh, I was just having the you know the 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 big uh, you know the big four uh, networks were they'd come around with their with their big cameras you know those big things you could hardly hold up on your shoulders back and I get they're probably smaller now, yeah. but uh, they'd come out and they'd want to they'd want to you know, know about, uh, you know, what we were doing and who were all these people. And that was a great thing about, that was my angle on the whole thing, was that we were a grassroots bunch of people who loved Volkswagens that were cruising from one coast to another. And so that's what I sold to them. Because, you know, not only do you have to PR to your customers, you've got to PR to the, you know, the companies who are, you're trying to pull in. And that was my whole angle. That, look, these people are authentic, grassroots, they're they're totally behind your product and everywhere we go they're going to just be you know speaking great praises about uh anything Volkswagen and of course for Disney you know to have all to have the real Herbie there and then all these other Volkswagens uh hence the Herbie and Friends name uh you know it it did it worked out really really well for everybody and, and you're in these small towns and this is right. like what I was trying to tell you at the time I remember was you're, this is like the biggest news that this town has had. I mean, oh, yeah, some of them, yeah. Palante and Seaside <laughs> Heights and Manassas. And I'm looking at some of these old documents, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Akron and, you know, Pensacola. I mean, they don't get, they don't get uh, you know, Herbie the real, you know, car. And, oh, the real deal. 
Yeah, and they don't oh. get all this attention, and so it was a big story for them. Oh, it was huge, and people would actually treat the car. Uh, it was like it's like we opened the trailer and Lindsay Lohan walked out. People were starstruck by the and, car and could could were almost afraid to touch the car. You know? <laughs> and and then uh, you know we actually. You know, give give somebody a ride, and they would just they just float away. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, you know us us people in in in, in the media and um, mm-hmm. and people living in California, yeah, and LA New York. Lose... You know. Are you there? Oh yeah, I am. Oh, I thought I had heard a weird interruption. Um, we lose, um, you know, we lose track of uh, just how starstruck the rest of the country is, and I think that's a great way for Disney to promote their movie was to take it across country like that. I mean, just so it was just so perfect. It was just a, a brainchild you had there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Well, I mean, I couldn't have, I really, it wouldn't have turned out nearly half as good without, uh, without uh, Vertex. Oh, and on that compliment, <laughs> we are getting the music. We're going mm-hmm. to take, take it back and uh, take a break here, and we will be back with more of Mr. Scott Dempster. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between... Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and I'm on with Scott Dempster from Airhead Parts. Go check out his website, www.airheadparts.com. And if you need that spelled out, then it's the site for you. So, um, and, and, you know, what I love about Scott is he takes his hobbies and turns them into a major business, and that's what we should all strive to do. I think it's a great way to, you know, go through life. And he has this amazing life, living on the beach with a gorgeous wife and son and you know, jumping in the water and then working a few hours a day. But it's it wasn't always like that, right? I mean, you had to build, you had probably worked your your buns off in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost, uh, well, I've taken that step again, but uh, I think that's somewhere we'll, we'll get to that later. Oh, about your new business. Yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about that. Um, so, so let's talk a little bit about Airhead Parts and how you built a business and how your, how your day, how, what's a typical day and who are your staff and how is it that you're able to um, start building another business and, and let this one run itself? Well, uh, as, as I mentioned before, um, knowing, knowing how to uh, set up a system uh, and employee relationship, it, that was something that... Um, you know, aside from normal social uh, interaction, uh, in in a business um, sense, in a business format, I I wasn't uh, hip to that because I, I had never been uh, actually I had never been an employee. I'd never punched a time card until uh, uh, two years ago um, in my life, and so bringing them in and trying to, to trying to make everything work was was very frustrating uh and I so I took some adult classes uh, evening classes and got to try to get into um uh you know the proper way of of doing things and and really I think the the thing that's worked the best for me is um uh aside from just treating people you know like you like to be treated it was um Having having employees get uh, feedback on on what they are doing, so they know they are making a difference, and and I don't mean something where you walk around and, and pat everybody and say, "Hey, good job," and that kind of thing. I'm talking about something that is part of the game. In fact, a game is a good word for it. Um, it's why people golf or bowl or you know they're out there working to try to do something. You get instant feedback on how well you're doing. So what I've done in my business is set it up so that uh, I tell everybody, here's, here's our break-even point. Everyone knows what that is. That's on the board and our, uh, for the week. That's how much we have to make every day. And at the end of the week, they can see they're keeping score. Uh, did we did we go over um, our our break even point and did we make profit? And then I have a sliding scale for uh, how much how much profit we made. And actually, I should say how much uh, of the pie they get. So oh, they, you have some profit sharing. Yeah, so it's a profit sharing thing uh, in, in a way. I mean, I do have a bigger profit sharing for the overall. That's like a four hundred one k, but. That was the first thing I started, and that was a little too um, abstract 
for my employees. I, I, I found that they would really, you know, bust ass when they would when they knew that uh, if they were going to make a sales goal, I said, hey, we, we get the sales goal, I'm going to buy a pizza for everybody on Friday. And they would work like a bunch of, you know, crazies. <laughs> you know, it's so great. I, I spend 50 bucks on pizza, you know, and, and, and I get this. So I wanted something that was, was meaningful and was, was a system so that they could see. And this system works really well because they know um, there, it, it, there's two sides to it. If they, if they uh, pack boxes more efficiently, if they spend less time on the, f- um, uh, you know, uh, in, in unneeded areas uh, and more in the, in the things that uh, help us with sales, they're, they're, they're helping it both ways. They're expanding that gap between our overhead and the profit, so you can make more profit, or you can lower the overhead, and they are uh, are aware, and it, it's it just warms my heart when they come to me and say, "Hey, you know, we uh, we found this other box supplier, and he's going to give us. We found that we could pack this one thing in this box, and we can put it in this box now, and it'll save us, you know, a hundred dollars a week." And they think that's great, and then. It's you amazing know, I, that, that that they're motivated by like the party and the pizza rather than the 401k. <laughs> well, that, but it's a little things like that that are our. Well, we still well, do make, things. You know like, what it is? It makes their work. It makes their work life fun and enjoyable, and it and it makes a party atmosphere, and it it gets people you know to be part of a team. Yeah, that's yeah, that's part of it, and then also that that you can see that you you're making a difference. You you make some decisions, and I give them a lot of leeway to uh, because we're all working towards the same thing. We're working for to maximize the sales and minimize the um, uh, you know the overhead, whatever the costs are, and it's uh, it's I but I I should interject that. It, my my mission statement for the company um, is is important. It's it's the the most parts, the best prices, and friendly, knowledgeable service. So we those are the three things that we push. We print it in our catalog, and when and I'll jump on the phone to help somebody with a with a tech um, uh, deal, uh, and I always have, and and that is actually um, uh, rolled into. Uh, tech uh, videos that we're now making and posting on YouTube and on our site. Yeah, so let's talk about those, because I saw you sure. have tech articles on the site. So, mm-hmm. what, so what goes on with that? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's just started from answering the same questions over and over. How do I put this piece of trim on my door without uh, messing this other part up? And, and so we would first, on the website, write up a little tutorial on how to do it, and then we uh, decided we'd make a a couple of videos and see how that went, and it went really, really well. We got, uh, you know, like tens of thousands of hits on uh, on YouTube for... um, for the air. In fact, we started our own Airhead Parts channel and set up a little studio in the in the uh, warehouse, mm-hmm. and uh, with help of my, uh, my my graphics guy Andre, who actually uh, he was on the road with us in uh, him and his partner. Uh, they have a little uh, video company called the Carrera Brothers, and they uh, they did rock videos and things. But they came on the road and did a video of this cross country tour, mm-hmm. which uh, sold really well for us. We have a DVD of that, uh, but we we took the um, Took his talents and put them to use there, and, uh, and and that's working out really well for us. Again, it's that you know, you just got to remove remove the fear. Let people know that uh, once they can visualize, and some people are audio and some are visual, and you know, right. people learn in different ways. And when they get it, they say, ah, 
it's true. Yeah, and it's another, and it's another, you know, it's another marketing tool. It's putting yourself yeah. out there on YouTube, and, and it's just another way that people find your website. Right. The website they can buy. And so, what kind of um, staff do you have? What, what? How do you break your company down? Well, there's the the normal um, uh, kind of clerical bookkeeping uh, reception, um, and then we have uh, our salespeople who. Um, uh, all, uh, to varying degrees, um, have uh, have either owned Volkswagens or uh, have have worked at other companies that uh, that uh, were doing something the same as we were and came to work for us. And we actually, our our sales team is, is spread out uh, uh, over several states, and it's it's through the magic of uh, you know the internet. We have a phone system where everyone can can uh, call in, and we we or just get routed or phone calls get routed out and when they put it in their computer it prints out in our warehouse and oh nice uh, that type of thing yeah so it, it's they nice work remotely and, that's great yeah and it's really great for me now that i i spend such a minimal amount of uh time in the offices maybe four or five hours a week which is a lot better than when i first started and i was pulling the 60 70 hour a week uh well you have to type of shift yeah you do and and so you're so now you're like you're you're skippering a boat and, and, and you're getting into this. What are you getting into? What is <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I'm not really uh, completely sure yet, but uh, I have a pretty good idea. I I my other passion uh, aside from uh, music was uh, really anything in or on the ocean. Uh, the surfing you mentioned before, but also sailing. And I uh, had my own sailboat and would spend time in the. Channel Islands off the coast of uh, California. We did a lot of uh, racing. We'd race down to Mexico or the local races here. And uh, I thought, you know, I'd be, I should get my captain's license. I have enough hours. If uh, you have to have a lot of days on the ocean, and I actually had that. So I thought I'd uh, get my captain's license and then maybe see if there was something I could, you know, some kind of job that. Uh, I could do, and I walked into actually the Santa Barbara Sailing Center where I would. Uh, after where you're I calling sl- from today? Yeah, exactly. And and I would. Uh, in fact, it's a beautiful day up here. Um, and I I walked in, and I uh, I would charter boats from here after uh, I had I had sold my boat. Uh, and I said, Hey, I'm a I'm a captain. Uh, if you ever need my services, and they go, Yeah, we need someone to, you know, take people out and do coastal cruises and uh, whale watching. And I thought, Wow. That's that's a job for me. So I've been, and that's again. There, there's the first time I punched a, a time, time card. clock. <laughs> yeah. So uh, being an employee was a was a. It was very educational in a in a sometimes frustrating, but in a really good way because I was working for a, another owner, um, and what you know how he wanted to do things. It was uh, it was interesting because I my ideas didn't matter, which was really different. So uh, it was a little little tough for me at first, but I I you know I became to, I came to understand the dynamic and mm-hmm. the um, and I started taking people on coastal cruises here, which was a, a real kick. I only do it uh, a couple days a week, but while I was doing that. Uh, one of the uh, captains here said, "Hey, I need someone to fill in for me for a little little sailing class I teach down in the Caribbean for two weeks." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Sure, that uh, doesn't sound bad." And so uh, I actually did that for two weeks uh, during the summer. And when I was down there, 
I found uh, that there was another passion I didn't know I had, and that was uh, for teaching. Um, I had a great time on the water. I had students. It was a one-week-long uh, uh, intensive uh uh, I can say, say intensive because it was more fun than anything else. <laughs> but the students would get on board a 45-foot catamaran, and we would spend one week on the water going from island to island. And it was our classroom, and we would, you know, we would do the books and the tests, and then we would apply everything right there um, on the water and sail the boat around. And by about the uh, third day, I was uh, it turned pretty pretty much 95% of the operation over the crew, and I said. I can, do, I can do a better job in a school than this place. And oh, so, my God. So that's going to lead yeah. us to our next thing, which is your latest, taking your latest hobby and turning it into this virginislandsailingschool.com, right? That's it. All right. So we'll get back to that in a minute. Markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to...
to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. And welcome back again. I'm on with the CEO of KGPR Incorporated, and um, it's Carmen Gia Parts and Restoration, but um, he owns several companies, and one of them is Airhead Parts, but is a guy who takes his passion, things that he likes, and, turn, and always is thinking business in the background. So now he started sailing just for fun, punching punch a time clock again, even though he had this big company back at home, sailing, and then he realized he liked teaching. So now you're starting what kind of business, Scott? Scott. Uh, I am uh, starting the uh, Virgin Island uh, Sailing School. And what and is that? Do <laughs> you have a website yet? Uh, that is the name. Uh, Virgin Island Sailing School uh, dot com and the the website is uh, uh, it we're all in the process of it uh, right now. Um, just uh, it was just in August that I really uh, decided uh, I'm I'm going to do this and uh, and really make it happen. Um, now, what did you see? There was a glut in the market. I mean, you went over there and there's not there's not enough schools or they're not marketed well or what did you notice? Well, what what I noticed was. Uh, that uh, it was a uh, it was a good business model, and it was uh, and there seemed to be enough customers. Uh, it was just run very very poorly. The, p- the place I was working for, uh-huh. and uh, again, uh, it was almost like getting back to when I would buy parts from the old Volkswagen places uh-huh. and thinking I can do a better job at selling parts and you know cataloging and offering things than, than these folks you know, ship more on time and that type of thing. When, in regards to the sailing school, um, I got a, a good feel for the students, why they were there, what they wanted. Uh, it, was a, it was a breed of people who, uh, for the most part, uh, like to enrich their lives, kind of work hard, play hard kind of people. And, and on a 45-foot catamaran uh, sailing school in the Caribbean, that's an easy thing to uh, accomplish. Yeah. And they were, and, and, and you, so the school that you were at, they didn't do what? They were disorganized? They were sort of, hey, island man, you know. <laughs> no, they were kind hey, of just the, the opposite. They were, they were mainland guys who were just kind of uh, frazzled, headless chicken running around, too much stuff on their plate, uh, you know, putting out fires uh, type of thing. Um, and it was, it was, it impacted the way that they were treating uh, their employees and even the way that they were treating their uh, their students they would they'd get the money and then they just then the student was kind of the afterthought and that's that's crazy yeah. because you're you know you you're it's it's kind of a personal relationship it you know student teacher uh uh relationship and there is you know, these people, after they, they learn to sail and they really love it, they want to come back. They either need a refresher course or maybe they want to charter one of your boats or, you know, there's, there's just all kinds of opportunity there to, uh, again, the business. Keep yeah, for business, remove, their, remove the fear of, like, will my anchor hold overnight and, and uh, you know, am I really going to be able to handle this boat? Am I going to, be remem- am I going to remember this class, uh, say, six months from now, you know? And that's what 
I don't see anybody in the industry offering is to uh, a school like this with a refresher course because people want to go to the Caribbean, right. charter their own boat for a week, and you know maybe they'd like to spend four hours uh, on the water with uh, you know their old teacher, just making sure they remember the, right. the important right. things. Or or a new teacher, but someone that can refresh. Yeah, it could. Yeah, could yeah. be on the like same they boat. Were scuba so, so what are your plans for this school? When, are you, when do you hope it to open? How do you plan to market it? You know, what's the what's the goal? Well, the marketing is um, it, it's really interesting uh, because it's so uh, internet uh, based now. I have a a lot of goodwill with uh, although they're Volkswagen customers. I'm sure a lot of people they're they're kind of an adventurous bunch. They're uh, we're going to tap those folks. Um, with in fact, we already have. We've we've told everyone that. Uh, I'm going to be on your radio show today and, <laughs> and to have a listen. Uh, we've also um, uh, we've also had we have a face before we even have our website up. We have a Facebook page oh, for VirginIslandSailing.com, and the, and the first thing that we're doing on that is uh, we're having a contest. We're giving away a cup a uh, couple of week long you know for two couples a uh, week long uh, mm. uh, uh, lessons uh, on the water all you know just uh, a free week from us. Nice. And nice. yeah, you just have to get yourself there. They just have to get yourself there, which is not not much. Like, you know, five six hundred bucks yeah. a person. So, uh, so we're doing that. And, and actually, anybody who signs up uh, uh, before the website is actually launched, they're going to get. Uh, we're going to be giving away some extras and, and some discounts on on the, the same schooling. So we're encouraging everyone to. Uh, uh, they can sign up right through Facebook, and our, our, the site uh, is scheduled to launch in about uh, about 10 to 12 days. VirginIslandSailingSchool.com, and you're probably going to do some YouTube videos and oh yeah, that's Facebooking and some twittering. Oh yeah, well that, now that's a thing that really lends itself to twittering. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there and you're you're having an adventure and you're uh, you know. It, it it makes sense, and yeah, so I'm looking you, forward to that. A, if you can get a connection out, sometimes you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's not so bad for. And, and what are your goals for this? Are you planning on really building this huge, or this is more of a you want it to keep it small, or? Uh, it has. Uh, it could be huge. It's it's going to grow to the size that works well. Um, I'm not interested in in worrying about having you know seven or eight books uh, boats excuse me to a uh, book um, you know every week uh, if I have uh, you know as few as uh, two or three that would be that'd be great um, we're just we're starting out with only one right now actually which is which is fine and uh, you know people just need the book later and and we'll we'll build it as uh, as we go. Wow, and what's so? What are your future goals for um, for uh, Airhead Parts and? Well, Airhead Parts, the um, the way that that business really grows is you. We have a. They're not making any of these cars new. It's just a static amount of them. People uh, restore the cars, and uh, sometimes maybe 15 years later, the same car gets restored again. Uh, aside from that, there really isn't. Uh, uh, there's not much new growth except for people finding these things in barns, which, of course, as you can as you can imagine, the older and older cars get, uh, that happens less and less. So we're expanding into uh, uh, later models of Volkswagen, uh, in particular uh, the Volkswagen Vanagon, and that has uh, we're already making uh, probably about 
20 different parts for that. And um, it's good. It's kind of the new. It's kind of the new surfer vehicle. If you come to Southern California, you see them all over the place. It's the Woody for the 21st century. <laughs> so, you, so you keep adding on new models, and that's how you keep the company growing. Right. Again, and, the music. And, oh my God, the show is over. We're oh, gonna have to so stop. Bad. Well, anyway, this is really cool stuff. How to make your hobbies and stuff you like to do for fun and turn them into business with uh, Scott Dempster of Airhead Parts. Dot com, and thank you to the Sailing School of uh, the Santa Barbara Sailing Center. And um, don't forget, relate to your public, whoever you re- whoever they may be. This is your host, Maureen Kettis, and join us next week. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.